0: You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Racing in Victoria this weekend takes us to Ballarat. Ten races on the card, headlined by the Sportbed Ballarat Cup. Over 2,000 metres. Let's see if it can help you find a few winners on the program. Joining us now from thepuntingbaron.com.au, he is the Punting Baron. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, not too bad. Off to Ballarat Cup Day.
1: Cup Day, done a few color at Cup days in my time. Back yeah. when it was, back when it was on a Wednesday, actually, funnily enough, uh, I think one year it was about ten degrees and rain in the Melbourne. I remember it didn't stop all day, and then the next year it was about thirty degrees and not a cloud in the sky. So as is typical of Melbourne at this time of year, we're getting all sorts of weather. But uh, it's now moved to a standalone. I think it moved to a standalone Sunday for one year. I remember, and then. Uh, it's now found its spot on the calendar as a standalone Saturday, a couple of weeks after the Melbourne Cup Carnival. And it's always a strong meeting. It's drawn together a really good field this year. The Cup in particular, it's a full field, full emergencies. Uh, and the support card is really strong, even though there's a couple of fields early in the day with small numbers. They're actually a couple of handy horses going around in those races. Mm. So I think the club will be pretty happy with the the level of support that it's got from trainers and big stables because it looks at you know this looking at the horses purely it's certainly not a not a race day that would be out of place at uh, Flemington or Caulfield in the middle of November that's for sure so uh hopefully the weather holds off uh Cranbourne had a bit of a bit of <laughs> a bit iffy last week with mm. the weather there but they got through uh and it looks a bit more favorable for Ballarat on uh, Saturday because. Uh, as we know, if it's cold in Melbourne, it's generally even colder in Ballarat. but I think they'll get away with an OK day on Saturday. Yeah,
0: they've got a great field lined up for the Cup, a uh, big field, as you mentioned, with with emergencies, so um, that one looks like it could be a, a pretty open race on paper.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, one of your Toowoomba visitors uh, in O who had something on Oak Day, the first emergency, uh, he was a little bit disappointing on Oak Day. Yeah, look, really open race. I, to be completely honest, I haven't really got my head around it. as yeah, it's probably waiting to see if there were going to be a couple of scratchings. Uh, thought of that airborne, they seem to have found the key to him again and he's rediscovered some of that really good form as a three-year-old. Maybe, you know, no surprise that that's happened when Linda Meach has gone back mm. on board. She's got a really good affinity with that horse. He ripped around, ripped home at Mooney Valley last start. The one thing I will say about that win at Mooney Valley last start, even though... All the sectionals and everything were very good. It was a leader's night, and he got an absolute picnic in front. If ever they were going to hand a race on a platter to a horse, they certainly <laughs> handed it to sort of that on that night. So looking at the map, he end looks to get complete control of the race and don't see Linda Meach changing her usual positive tactics. But uh, I don't think it's going to be as easy as what he got last start, but I think he's probably a rightful favourite, whether you want to come in at the price I'm not sure. Uh, Only Words is going really well. She maps to get a good run from Gate 5. She probably appeals to me a little bit more around that 8 to $9 mark. And the horse that I can definitely see myself having something on is number 8 WT. He's run well in this race a couple of times uh, and going really well. He missed the run in the Kite and Cup when they scratched him because of a very heavy track but he's building towards a big run. He's had a trial, nice trial in between that Kite and Cup to keep him ticking over for this and I was Quite surprised to see him come up around the 30 to $40 mark. I thought he'd probably be more around the $15 mark. So he's probably the one at this early stage for those perhaps looking to have an early bet, or something little each way, around the 30 to $40 to $1 mark WT. But it's uh, yeah, it's a very tough race. If you don't like the favourite and you want to take him on, it's pretty open from there.
0: Mm, plenty of value to be had. And, yeah, no a good Queensland flavour in there as well. You mentioned Flash R and Matt Crop from Toowoomba. Matty Wishart, the apprentice down there as well, but also uh, on the Gold Coast Stable, and Trent Edmonds, Vanna Girl goes around in it as well. So that is the feature on the card. Looking forward to with me. Now through the thepuntingbaron.com.au, you can jump on. You can subscribe today and get the uh, the full service from Shane and the team. So looking at the meeting at Ballarat this weekend, but not only Ballarat, of course, but basically any meeting where they think they can find a winner, but in particular that focus on the weekends on those metropolitan meetings. So, uh, But you've picked out three races here to preview for us on the show that you're keen on. One, two and five they are. So let's go to the first. They market benchmark 84 handicap over 1,400 metres. Nothing like getting a winner early and playing from in front. What do you think can do that for us?
1: Well, speaking of early, the early snipers have been out here in race one because they've certainly found one uh, as a buy in number four lighthouse. Uh, we actually got something out of him on Ky- uh, this mare on Kite and Cup Day. She was having a first run in Australia, formerly raced in America, uh, trials were super. Uh, they don't trial too much better than what she did. And I have to admit, I did a bit of a double take that day at Cottonwood. when she went up around the 7 to $8 mark. Uh She was well back. There were a couple of late scratchings as well, which saw her price come in. But she absolutely bolted in. And that was her first look at a wet track. All her form in America prior to that had been on firm ground. I think we're going to probably land in that soft five-ish area on Saturday, which looks... Perfect conditions for her. Two main rivals in the betting are Frankie Pino and Karabui. Uh, Karabui, first up from a spell. Trolls have been a bit inconclusive this time in. So certainly didn't think she should be as close to Lighthouse. I think Karabui may have even went up favourite, although very close to equal favourites. And that was kind of my inkling that Lighthouse should be a lot shorter. And obviously quite a few others have felt that way because the money has come for Lighthouse. Frankie Pino, uh, you know, Melbourne Cup day was a tough day for me and Frankie Pino was probably one of the main reasons for that. Um, I think I launched off the chair at the 200 when it hit the front. and I don't know, I must have looked down for a second. By the time I looked up, he was a <laughs> legend behind. Uh, he was a victim of the early crows. He's had enough um, He's had enough chances for me. Frankie Pino, even though the small field probably suits, I uh, just think Lighthouse is going to be in front of both of those in the run. Uh, probably can't just off do you reckon from that position probably owns the race outside the leader. Uh, Getting a bit skinny now but I think she's a pretty handy horse. If she goes on from that first up win at Kitan, I think she'll be winning the first race one number four Lighthouse.
0: Let's go to the second here. John Lovis Gold Eureka Stockade over 1,400 metres. One of the features of the day. What do you like in the Eureka?
1: Yeah, small field but handy field. A couple of good horses going around in this. The the main form reference looks to be the race won by Ben the Knee on Stakes Day, uh, and decent rain. didn't have a lot of luck there, and has come up a. Uh, and even the start before it, Randwick didn't have the best of luck behind Fangirl, so she's come up a pretty short price favourite here. She has been up for a while. Uh, she has. She's a bit of a maker of her own luck. She, uh, you know, she gets back off the speed so. A couple of those bad luck a couple of those runs where she's had bad luck, have been more basically because of her racing pattern. Just thought early in the day at Ballarat, it can be an advantage to be up on speed. So I thought the two horses that were pretty much going to land one two were Jimmy the Bear and Wong Goon. Now Jimmy the Bear comes out of that Bend the Knee race. That was as far back as he settled in a, in a race. He ended up back midfield. Not sure he really enjoyed being amongst horses. So I think the start's going to be a real critical aspect of the race here. Brett Preble on board draws gate one. Uh, just hoping Brett can be really aggressive from him out of the barriers. If he can hold the lead from that inside gate, uh, I think he's going to be pretty hard to run down. I thought around the 7 dollars mark. And he still beat Decent Rain home last start. Yes, you can argue Decent Rain probably should have been him home, but the price difference here looks... Uh, a little bit too profound for mine. Decent rain, two seventy, two eighty. Jimmy the Bear, $758. Just think Jimmy the Bear, if he jumps well, is going to be well in front of decent rain in the run uh, and could be hard to run down. So I thought he was a good bet around that $7, $8 mark. Goom is a different form reference. Uh, getting to his right price now, I thought he was a bit surprised he went up around the $5 mark at a couple of outlets. So he's now back around that 6 to $7 mark. He looks to come across. I think he'll land outside of Decent rain. He was very good on debut in a fast maiden behind Wilson's Prom. Uh, he then got the job done here at this track at his second start, and a workman-like performance form out of that has been okay. I think, yeah, he, as I said, he'll roll forward, hopefully sit outside Jimmy the Bear. That's how I see the race panning out. And a few of those other horses in the market are going to be back behind them. So hoping early in the day that up-on-speed position is an advantage and Jimmy the Bear and Wong Goon can fight the race out.
0: Alright, so that's your thoughts for the second. What about the fifth on the card here that's in the Hertz Ballarat Tonks plate handicap, twelve hundred meters?
1: Yeah, pretty keen on this race. Uh, I was really impressed with the first up win of it's Our Time at Flemington, uh, pretty much spent the whole Flemington carnival week telling people that Danny O'Brien couldn't train a winner and of course he gets out on the last <laughs> gets out in the last with Itzel time first up. So uh, This horse has clearly come back very well and arguably probably should have won by more, really, first up at Flemington. Uh, he was going to be a good thing, Lick. And if you just go back through his form, you know, third to Poland and Amy's boys, second to Oxley Road in the Zedity, that's reading as pretty good form. You know, he then took on the Australian Guineas where he was out class. So everything points that this horse is on the way up and might be a bit above, this time of year, so they dodged the main part of the carnival with him. They picked off what was a pretty even sort of race to finish the carnival in the last race on stakes day. Like I said, he was he was going to be a good thing beat there. Had he not got clear, he got clear. He sprinted quickly. He won well. Um, I think he can go on with it. if he goes on with it. I think he's clearly the one to beat here, and uh, I think he's probably the Gouch's is can't favorite. I think this horse has got a bit more upside than the gout. So if he goes on from that first up win, he's going to be hard to beat. just well for Fred Kersley. 54 kilos on his back. Looks well suited. Uh, I think he'll run really well. The horse over the odds in the race, I think, is Ocean Beyond, number 10. Uh, now, he comes out of that Latine-Frankie-Pino race on Melbourne Cup Day. He did a ton of work there. He's 3-4 wide outside the speed, and that was his first go at 1,400 metres. So he loomed as a bit of a chance of the 300, but I wasn't much surprised to see him struggle to finish the race off. I like him back to the 1,200 metres here. Gate one, he's going to land just behind the speed in a nice stalking position. He should be strong at the end of 1,200 metres. Uh, he's two runs prior to that behind Lombardo, and he's a bolter. Was particularly the he's a bolter run first up, he was most unlucky. You could probably argue he should have won that day. I uh, thought he went up a little bit big in the market, and I thought around the uh, let's see, just have a look. He's around the $12 mark he went up. He's coming to around $10, $11 at most places now. Uh, I think he'll I think he'll continue to shorten. So he's uh, one for the early listeners. I think if you can snaffle some of that $12 at top sport, that looks a pretty good bet. Uh, Ocean Beyond, but it's our time, the one to beat. And yeah, as I said, you can save on Ocean Beyond at double figures.
0: All right, that's your thoughts there. Better bets on the program. What's the best
1: uh, we'll go early, race one number four, Lighthouse, getting a bit skinny now, but uh, I think she can kick the day off on a win note, because she's a pretty handy man.
0: Alright, Lighthouse to get us off to a winning start, and let's hope we can maintain that throughout the day. As I mentioned before, subscription time for thepuntingbaron.com.au. Good time to do so. Plenty of great summer racing that is coming up. Still plenty of racing in spring before we get to summer. But of course, uh, everything leading towards the big carnivals in Queensland as well, which should be great. And uh, Christmas just around the corner. So if you've got someone there that's, a, that's a, a punter, a racing fan, a subscription to the punding Baron probably wouldn't look too bad under the Christmas tree. Certainly wouldn't say no,
1: <laughs> but I'm biased. Uh, no, there's something happening. Christmas time, Christmas time is almost as busy as spring with all the public holiday racing. So it's a really good time in terms of getting your value for money. Uh, it's uh, weekly subscription starts from just $5 a week. That's the SMS service. Uh, best value clearly to go for the yearly option, which is $129.95 a year. That gives you the full email previews for all the big midweek and Saturday meetings, plus the SMS service uh which concentrates more on the country cups and provincial meetings and there's plenty of country cups coming up over the next few weeks. Uh I think we'll be betting at Royal Pennhurst this Saturday. Uh they've moved their cup from Boston Day to Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's the provincial meeting uh out in the uh southwest of Victoria. Uh so yeah, great value. I mean the hundred and twenty nine ninety five works out to be about two dollars over $2 a week. So
0: very cheap,
1: uh, very good value for money.
0: Uh, so jump onto puntingbaron.com.au and check it all out. Yep, jump on to the website. I highly recommend you do so, www.puntingbaron.com.au. Shane, have a fantastic weekend, and let's hope it is a winning one. No worries, James. Have a good one, mate. Cheers.
1: Join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.